Welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community, the 5D Collective, Mystics and Functional Adults. We love being human, we love humanity, and we do know that the devil and evil don't exist in the way that the religious old institutions talk about. If there's anything about evil, it's a person who can make use of a good therapist, so we know about childhood trauma and transgenerational trauma. And as we move forward, we have a portal 9-9, we have a portal 9-11, we have a galactic portal on 9-12, and 9-23, we got an equinox, we got a new moon on the, what day, 14th. So we have a lot of beautiful energies. They are having you know what you want in a very clear way. And on that note we are going to take a look at how your lovely 5D collective relationships are moving along. The love button is what's here, and that means compassionate mirrors, and that means looking to the future while acknowledging the areas that you've uncovered don't help you to become the person you want to be. So you are letting go of habits that are not helpful, and that can involve substance use. For example, when we look at Patrick Tiahan's um, symptom little meme, I read it to you, where he talks about how people are not just their symptom, but that they have a story and that it's something we should look at. And my door is open here. Uh, and he actually gives us a list that we can use and I'm gonna use it, I read it to you already. So this one, substance use disorder, I found a way at 12 to deal with my pain, the pain of my abuse. Dismissive avoidant, being connected meant manipulation. We have dissociation, my mother would interrogate me for days. Hypervigilance, I had to, or I started to get up and check in on my siblings. Derealization, my parents were lifeless and avoidant. So there's a lot of different ways that people have aspects that get them to be emotionally disconnected from their body, their emotional body, and their body. And then also that um, empathy, the seat of empathy. Those of you who have awakened to all of this, you are now instead in a beginning of, again, relationship, whether with a good therapist or on your own, because some people, they, they just come to awareness of their life, Purusha Prakriti, on their own. And that isn't because you have had necessarily a love button. You could have had a shame button. You know your story. I don't know yours. I have the love button because I don't have this shame thing, even though I know what it is, but I don't have it in the sense of, oh, my flaws and imperfections mean I can't be lovable. No, I'm in fact a poly secure person who's always been polyamory, just didn't have a word for it. And I've never been ashamed to talk about it. And I've never actually had any person that was a potential partner tell me that I couldn't unconsciously love anyone and however I wanted. In fact, this is the part where they did not have that opportunity because I'm a person, they're a person. So when you are a secure attachment, safe haven, secure base individual, which is who I'm talking to right now, you're all in this 5D collective. In this instance, I'm talking for your relationships. You do mindful relationships. You know how to talk. The tower moments or tower moments, whatever it is that you uncovered in this past year or years, will be aspects that you're not holding against yourself. They will have been opportunities. Now, for my 20% out of the 30%, it was a challenge. It was not an easy feat. 
the love button people, I'm not going to say it was easy, but for me personally, it was easy. More than you could know because uh, trauma memory sounds and from the little bit of that fragment that I felt, it feels very painful. So I personally, knowing the higher and lower toroidal field, and here's the 10% from the higher toroidal field, we will never look at anyone who has had childhood trauma in the extent of what I've understood today and say, oh, uh um, I had it worse than you. No, no, no. If I didn't have human suffering, which I don't, I have not had it worse than you at all. I've had a really good gift. And, you know, the sad part about this, this thing, which is really silly, but that whole twin flame stuff when people began to make it into a trending topic, they dehumanized the relationship. They also took it out of context, and, and they're still doing it. I watched the Christ Consciousness Metaphysics Story Lady, and I was like, wow, okay, this is really not of any interest to a 5D collective, so we won't talk about everything. Uh, but what I can tell you about this lovely oversoul of yours for my mystics is that you know it's a part of you. And, and, and when you know it with humanity, you know that too. Um, on the Claire list, and if any of you do have Claire's and you want more guidance for 5D mystics, please become paid subscribers because there are episodes for you. But you can reach out to double check or, you know, ask questions if you don't have money, whatever. But I made it paid one because, you know, the channel can only keep growing if there are paid subscribers. But really, it's because I'm not going to make a um, conversation about Claire's until I know we have a 5D community. Because I know how 4D uses information, and that's because adoptive children like stories. And they have already identified themselves as special anointed, da -da, and that's not what you are or I am. We're humans. And so our conversations are different. But there is, for my mystics, something unique about our oversoul. So I, I know this. For a reason, obviously, I would not be speaking about it. So on that note, twin flame and flames for some of us <clears throat> and your oversoul, you will not even in one ever moment of your fucking brain think you are evil. Meaning you might think it, but you won't think it for real because you're aware this is my oversoul. They can't actively want to harm me and there's no physical threat therefore there is no harm in the first place so a love button person who's a mystic will not be looking at their twin flame or flames like pieces of shit in fact when people start talking about the twin flame and flames as if one is awoke or another they begin insulting the people we love not to mention talking about shit that they can't because they're not living in the shoes of the person and or the people of our oversoul. And here's where it's personal for a Zen master love button, which is where Kali comes in, but then there's Shiva and there's Krishna Lila and there's none of you don't know the business and blah, blah. But what I'm trying to point out is we are one big ball of energy. And so people, if they've seen the Christ consciousness thing, they lady only talks about one's own 
eon or however the word is and i'm like we're one big eon and if people who are in mysticism have not fucking figured that humanity is this i don't even know where to begin or end and i won't bother that's why again we have a 5d collective because it's actually quite ridiculous to keep hearing the adaptive child you know this is where though i do understand that's how some people will help people like aaron dowdy is thinking about him he did a great video and he mentions we're one collective and, and he is better in between definitely because he's human enough to talk about a lot of that's a person he had childhood trauma too he talks about it he's a mystic and he's going to be supporting people who are in that 4d realm to move into more of human realm and and that's because of the way he's handling situations like this the whole we're one collective consciousness and and it's basically we all are supporting our expansion <laughs> There's no enemy. There's no bad guy in this story. You all don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. And in fact, he even goes on to say, I don't believe necessarily in conspiracies, but I do know there's some stuff I've been looking into. It and he's like, but even if it were true, we're one big energy. We're, we're doing it on purpose. Essentially, consciousness cannot auto-destruct itself. It's not happening. That's a person who's in the 5D collective. It's like, we're all here together. No matter how much woo-woo we can get, we're not going against each other back to the whole twin flame, flame, soulmates, and our oversoul. This is where, for me, polyamory has always been because I love my loved ones. Imagine once I got to be connected to my oversoul and I will pick up on them. I know it's like a fragrance. It's like a perfume. I've learned how to disregard when I'm picking up because it's none of my business, meaning I'm not needing to do anything. They're going through their own whatever they're doing. It's their stuff. doesn't matter. Are they in my space, not my space? Why would I be spending time thinking about them, thinking about me and not talking to me? No, that's fucked up. No, no, no. If we're talking, we're talking. If we're not talking, we're not talking. If I perceive your energy and you're here, great. You're here, no big deal, meaning we're one big ball of energy. You're doing something, consciously speaking, is what I know. And other than that, if we have a good relationship, then we're talking to each other about everything. And that's it. And if we're not, like I said, we're not like, oh, they must be thinking about me. Oh, they must be doing this with their time. And a lot of other things that people end up starting to really focus on a lot. Now, that doesn't mean we don't look to readers or channelers. This part is nothing that we don't do, but it's in a very different way. And the people who depend on it, meaning it's telling them a truth. Um, that's where if you're actually looking to a reader to tell you about your relationship with somebody else, I mean, you're living in that realm. Okay, you're using your imagination, your, your mind that way. You find it valuable. Mm. So the whole eon thing, what I'm trying to point out is uh, we're one big ball of energy. So I would say that trauma memory is awful. And childhood trauma is awful. And therefore, anybody who is a love button will know we're lucky because we have a relationship with emotions. And so from one's own ascension journey, which was not triggered by your twin flame necessarily, because this is a part for some, yes. And that would be for some, but for others, no. Um, you would instinctively know I have decided how to move into my expansion and the person and or people of my oversoul are helping me, which makes them my 
camaraderie, my, my, my teammates, independently from what it looks like or feels like on the outside, you don't move into separation consciousness because you know you're safe because there's no physical weapon and you know you get to mature your every other thought and feeling because you're an embodied brain. And so you learn, even without all of that lovely trauma stuff, and I mean all the words that help us to know people are not demons, devils, evils, energy, vampires, da 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 No, people are either adults or they're not yet, emotionally speaking. And the minute that you do vent, you venting, of course, when you share with loved ones, but it's not suffering the way others suffer. And so here's where 10% of people didn't suffer through their ascension. And we do have emotions. And for example, for me, the fear emotion is the most uncomfortable. If I have to spell out what is the most unpleasant part of my ascension, it's being afraid that I'm physically going to die and just having the emotion of fear. That's it. Other than that, anything else you give me, I'm good. What is that word? Give it, you know, um, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on is what I can say about all those other emotions. Just don't bring on physical danger and then obviously fear. This is where the anxiety, our lovely nervous system, and that's why we know the people who have the relationship with Akash, what we're getting to be presented even before we know how it unfolds. And it's not a curse. It's actually something funny, quote unquote, because for me, at least, I've always found it humorous and the more I move into this space, the more I'm still laughing. Like right now, what I'm getting to handle, I find it humorous. And at the same time, I'm like, man, oh, do we always have to do Dharma? <laughs> do we always have to do a year where we're balancing and balancing? And I already know the answer. It's yes, FYI, because until you're living, you know, this is the part. Otherwise, you'd be dead. You wouldn't be breathing. So, long story short, um, for 10% of us, there's not a big deal what we go through, even though, of course, we have moments, but the moments are not in any way, shape, or form, I'd say, equal to what I understand this other 20% went through, which is why it's not a competition, but here's where I'm grateful to my oversoul. I know that, yes, I might go through things. You know what? I know my oversoul goes through shit, too, so... This isn't a competition, and that's exactly why we want to be in mindful relationships. To support each other is the best thing that we can do. And those who can, this is our love button, people. And we work with our embodied nervous system, which is awesome, because that's what's going to help people to actually be able to emotionally support. Because, you know, this is the part that nobody really understands. And that's why the monogamy individuals... And those relationships, so age groups and the societal, the other ones that are not in the enlightenment, even the spirituality ones. Spirituality, so, so age group, they believe in spirituality. It's like with Sadhguru. He's a sad guru. He's a guru for spirituality. I'm talking to you from the enlightenment, so age group perspective. We will have moved beyond the supernatural. And it's not good or bad. It just is. So when you find yourself sleeping or thinking you've moved so far beyond any of these concepts of, of, of the 4D plane um, that it's just different. And 
and you hear a story and you know what you're being told, like with Sadhguru. When he talks about Krishna, I know about the ventral nervous system and social engagement and people being able to explore the depths of the profound by being in their ventral vagal nervous system. I remember my somatics teacher as he talks about the quote-unquote angry Buddhist. I'm like, yeah, I, I can be that, but I'm not a Buddhist. I'm, I'm a Catholic, actually, and yeah, I'm a Reiki practitioner who might at one point be asked something that I hope never happens, but if it does, I will thank them for their time and their everything and say, okay, here's the, why don't, what do I need to sign? I'll sign it. Ciao, ciao, because that's what I would do, uh, and I would understand, because that's what it means to be a grown-up you accept that which you do not like because grown-ups know that the world don't revolve around us. That's a grown-up two-year-old for you. And that is as straightforward as it gets. So the 10% ain't whining about shit because we do know we're lucky and we ain't pointing a finger at twin flame soulmates or anyone in our oversoul and saying, ah, oh, let me cut that cord over there. There's no energy vampires. Okay, so that's for my 10% of love button people. Let's get back to my more important 20%. You've been through shit. And some of you have been through a shithole and some are less of a shithole and still it's a shithole, but you're, you're out the other side. So you figured out everything you don't want anymore because it's fucking not necessary. It doesn't make you happy to be you. Don't feel proud. Don't build your ten of pentacles. So essentially, whatever it is that you were doing in the past year or years, you're like, no, I am done with that shit. I'm moving forward and I'm moving fast. I'm not going to sit around and waste any more time and not do shit that I want to do. But, but you are getting to revisit uh, how am I going to handle my fear and my emotional insecurity and maturity stuff? How am I going to handle those vices? How am I going to handle if there's substance use disorder, for example, or if there's a potentially dismissive avoidant, or again, there's dissociation. How am I going to handle if I do have a way that I get triggered and I need to talk about it? How do I handle um, telling somebody I'm afraid and every time I get afraid, I don't know how to handle it? Or every time I get close, I don't know how to handle it. And that means I really don't know. And I'm trying, but I'm still very new to this. And I don't know if I'm going to make it on the other side of being able to stand strong and not do quote unquote self-sabotage. So not go against my own self and uh, maybe even be in a way, treat you in a way. Okay. So people that are aware that they got shit going down when they're building their relationships and they're serious about it, they want to tangle, they're afraid they're going to fuck it up. And right now, the fear is going to keep you stuck unless you get out of that. And again, this is where the, the message is a repeat because new ownership of I'm worthy is new ownership of I'm worthy and I am going to have to try. Or otherwise, I won't try that way. And here's where there's opportunities and always options. So some people, they've chosen a path that is going to lead them to live life with a degree of suffering in their relationships. I wanted to state that one. And that would be regret. That would be actual uh, turmoil within their relationships. Uh, they're going to have a lot of things changing. The group that I'm channeling for, this is not your case. Your case is you have taken ownership in a one way or another, you're able to handle what you've been given. You've always been able to handle it in the first place. Now you have wisdom. You have wisdom 
you have clarity. You know you have something to offer. You know that there's more growth for you. And you know you can only grow with people who are grown-ups because that's the part. You've understood that there are people who are not grown-ups. They don't know how to be Zen masters. It's not good or bad. They just don't know how to get you to be where you know you can be and where you want to be. So they're not completely in their Purusha Prakriti. This is not a competition. This is a way of feeling life. And it is one that appreciates every day. And that is where it's very straightforward. You're not going to waste 24 hours with people you don't enjoy. You're not going to waste 24 hours with things you don't enjoy. It's just life's too short to waste time. This is one of the biggest realizations for those who did go through a tower moment and or more. So the tower moment is, I don't want to spend my time this way. I don't have to spend my time this way. There's been a lot of reflection of what choices have been made, what choices did not get made. The ones who are regretful, they're not going to move anywhere they're staying in that space and their transformation is more of an ego death but they're going to continue to handle their life in the same format because they're settled into what they see with the who they are they've made up their mind of their story so they are the dead sure idiots but they're not idiots they're just one of those labels of the movies okay and when we encounter them and when we interact with them we love them we like to hear about their clownish, faceless stuff, okay? That's it. There is nothing more or less. And this is where they are cute, lovable. They can be intriguing. Sometimes they can also be uh, not as intriguing. And that's just because of the stories that they will share, which we will notice are a pattern. So let's say somebody has this way of wanting to feel that um oh my gosh i'm like this warrior who's never going to get out of being in this place or oh my god i'm regretful everything i do always fucks up always oh these are energies they these are embodiments of choices okay so uh it's nothing that we need to do anything about it's people that have they'll have plenty of ways to again tell us all about what happened and why oh okay back to our Zen master relationships. So the ones who are awakened to, I have something to offer and I'm going to take the step. I've changed my way of seeing things. I've actually been able to look at all that I fear and all that creates a very distinctive, detached way of living life. I don't want to live like a hermit. I don't want to have illusions and I, and I don't want to have somebody telling me how to live. I know that I'm a person, I have my unique inner child, I bring it forth. So all of us have our two-year-old Krishna Lila. I'm done rejecting the love that I get to be offered by life. I want to take action. And that's why that 9-9-9-11, because there is a level of organization in the way you've contemplated and been able to know, I can take and make my emotional family, I can do it. But I do have things that I'm going to present because I know that I tend to, when I get stressed, have aspects that come up. And because they're a work in progress in the first place, <clears throat> there's going to be needed the person and or people who can handle when your inner child comes up through your adaptive child, right? And so here, emotional triggers, we all have them. So we're going to have people who can handle that because they're like, it's Okay, let me tell you what piece of shit you are right now. Being a piece of shit, you little shit. What's that? What's the deal? But this is the part where it's because it's been 
established between people. I'm doing a journey. It's called healing. I have childhood trauma. These are my habits. These are my vices. This is my, I go hide out. I become silent. Whatever it is, I go drink. I'm not going to drink anymore. I don't want to drink like that. I don't want to be unhealthy. I want to prioritize my health. I want to look good. I want to feel good. I want all of that. And I'm that young that I can still do it. Or I'm that old, but it doesn't matter. I'm still young enough. I want to do, I'm alive. I'm breathing. It matters to me. Okay. So here, have a laugh. Remember, I've been having back issues and I actually reached out to a person who gave me, he's a physiotherapist and he actually is expert experienced in the Schroth method, which is good for scoliosis. And he also has scoliosis. So I was like, dude, I'm having this stuff. I'm freaking out basically is what I, I made him understand. Can you please let me know? It's just normal, everything <laughs> and that I'm not like, see, this is where my, my mind's going to, it's one of my organs given out, you know, like I'm thinking, cause we can feel all that lovely energy stuff in our body. Like uh, when Daniel Siegel presents, you can feel introception, like fuck that shit. Damn it. Eight cents. Why, why, why do you got to be all this? No. So this is what we get to master. See, that's nothing compared to Trauma memory, no, no, trauma memory sounds way more painful than that because it's so, I, I want to hug all the people that feel trauma memory. And then I know they don't want me to hug them because they, they wouldn't want it because they're zero year old. It's, this is so sad. This is the part where if you really understand mental health, you'll feel sad when you understand what childhood trauma is. You won't be yelling at anybody. When I see those people yelling, they're just using words. They have low emotional intelligence. If they had any emotional intelligence at all, they would stop and say, what am I doing? I'm creating an unsafe environment for all these people. So, oh, the, the story is that I have to move. Apparently, he's like, yes, it's normal. You got to go walk, I don't know, three kilometers. I'm like, what? You have to do it fast too. I'm like, shit, okay, no, I don't want to do it. Remember, what did I tell you? The universe likes to do. And it's not a supernatural entity, but it really, it fucks with us in this way. Quote, unquote, I'm being facetious. I'm, I'm, I'm making a joke, but this is the point. The, the love button people, we know. We're like, ha, ah, ha, you're funny, universe. Like when Sadhguru does Akash. Yeah, I'm not doing Akash. I'm doing, man, seriously, you're a big ball of energy. Leave me alone already. And then you'll laugh it out because you know about your flaws. What's my flaw? I don't want to move. I love working from home. I love my desk. I love my couch. I love everything. I love my chair. I don't want to go walk. <laughs> and who does that sound like? Does that not sound like a two-year-old? That's my point. It is a basic to be your two-year-old. Have fun with it. Krishna Leela, high five. So Shiva and Kali, they're great too. And the more you move into Krishna Leela, the more enjoyable you are because you love being with people like that. These are our 30%, not the ones that are, nah, you can't do that, you can't do nah, nah, nah. That's what they sound like, and I know I sound like that too sometimes, and that's only with my lovely mother and twin. And I know why. That's my actual two-year-old who's saying, leave me alone to do my own life. And I get all rigid. So when you get rigid, you got your two-year-old, and it's called inner child. And it's called that we can handle it with each other and have fun. That's the... True friendship. You're a shit. I'm a shit. Yeah, high five it. And then we go out and have fun together. So serious talk. People who will be in this 5D, if you are aware of yourself at this point, you know you have humorous stories just like mine. And if you don't yet, it's okay. You don't have to. But you'll figure it out. Because as you move into confidence with your flaws and imperfections, it means you really acknowledge them. 
And I laugh because I think, ah, there is no reason why, you know, uh, I'm thinking about the people, well, God, and it's nothing against God. God, you know, I love you for I was raised with you, but still it's an energy thing here now, no more God, because we need to ensure that the people who are going to stay with you with their religious institutions, no, we respect them. I respectfully respect religious institutions. I do not adhere to what they choose to do, but I will respect ancients. It's the right thing to do, grown-ups, and that's why I'm a Reiki practitioner. Remember, the theologians, they're trying to prove, or no, they've already wrote, wrote, wrote how we didn't get a seal of approval. Our energy is the devil's energy. So there you go. Again, if you still believe in demons or devils, you're, you should have left a long time ago, but you're still 30 minutes in. You can go now. Um, when you know who you are as a person, you will have fun with it because you don't have shame about yourself because you're treating it like a normal thing, which is what the trauma therapists talk about when people dissolve their shame. So what I was trying to get to before is you are recently just now being able to have a little bit of humor with yourself and to feel like good about it. Now you need people that can have humor with you and say, yeah, you're a fucking piece of shit, but I love you. Come here. Let me hug you. That's what relationships and true friendships are. And if you don't have that, you can't build yourself into the beautiful person. You can be because you're going to have people who are uh, little shitheads, quote unquote. Uh, they're not true shitheads, but they're basically the adaptive children and they're going to be boring to you. And you're going to feel basically like they're empty, they're boring, they're superficial, they're not bringing anything to me, I feel very bored right now, emotionally and mentally, I want to go somewhere else, I don't want to be here, that's a really boring 24 hours, and you're like, shit, I only got 24 hours, did I really want to spend it this way, nope, not even a little bit, okay, so that's for some of y'all, y'all some of y'all are completely revolutionary, you're, you're out of there, you're out of wherever you're at, you're like, I am out, even if I'm solo, I'm out, you're not solo it's because you got someone or a couple of people you know eh, knock knock here I am hi <laughs> I was wondering uh, can we be friends I, I really want to oh yeah by the way I, I, I live here now <laughs> can you imagine people doing that apparently according to some tarot readers that's happening I'm like yeah okay oh that's lovely to think about that's nah, not likely um, but the part about people connecting to each other that is the part about you guys and gals and days reaching out and are building those relationships. This is where we do have that, and it's amazing. So as you present to those people who you did involve in your life in this moment, and you might be doing this just about now, so this is the time of, this is the time, I forget that Cheers song, but um, you're now taking action because you're like, okay, I, I do know, that I fuck up, but I can't unlearn to unfuck up, you know, if I don't have people to have fun with and to do the triggers with, even though it's not that you want to get triggered, of course not, but I'm just saying having raw relationships in the, in the way of being able to feel comfortable, know you, you can't lose people in your life. And that's why when I hear the people in 4D and their oversoul, oh, not this lifetime, because you are not doing your work. Seriously, are you a codependent? Yeah, you are. You're trying to change them. You're acting superior. Or, oh, wait, you want to take care of them. Now you're their parent. Hmm, that's not a tango. <clears throat> that looks like a mother feeding a child, and you're actually force-feeding that poor child who doesn't want your food. 
And now you're actually insulting them and saying you don't know how to live life versus leaving them alone and not making it your mission to tell somebody how to live. <clears throat> and here's where there are moments of silence throughout your journey that were not opportune, meaning there were moments you did know you could have spoken up about stuff. And that is unfortunate because, see, when you do speak about the truth, it's always helpful. You get it off your chest. You have a conversation. Of course, it's understandable you are sharing a part of you. But it's unfortunate when silence is what is chosen for fear because here's where I'll speak from the love button, the 10%, where we have spoken of things that we'll always remember because they're that vulnerable, but we won't ever keep it to ourselves. And we can have what I think some therapists, they say you have shame after you've shared. As a teenager, that was the only time it was like that. But I remember how I contemplated it too. I'm like, well, I shouldn't feel upset at myself. I know that I'm sharing because I'm getting it off my chest. That's how I'm processing. And at the end of the day, does it really matter? Everybody talks about everything all the time. I mean, what if we have a lid on something? Four walls have ears, right? So... This is where it was an actual, like, yeah, I'm not going to be ashamed of it. But yeah, I don't like hearing the limited versions of it. So it's, it's about you recognizing you're sharing information and then other people might not agree with you. There's misalignment. And or just, you know, you're not being seen and your story's not being seen, but you understand we're different islands and all that stuff. What I was trying to get at is, the people who hold their tongue because of shame, they find themselves not having said things that you could have and you wanted to. This is for those of you who are in a 20%. 10 percent of you, 10 percent of you actually chose not to speak up when you could have, and you know what that brought about. Unfortunately, uh, that silence was not helpful. Others, another 10 percent, they instead did it differently. They chose to completely not share, and now they're getting ready to share it all. And so here's where, while one group silence brought you to see what took place, but see, you needed that in an effort to pinpoint who you are in a way that allows you to grow who you want to be. So your silence, yes, it came at a cost, and you recognize it today, but it also was there for a purpose. We don't self-sabotage. Your body protects you, and meaning your body might not have been prepared for what you think you could have been prepared for, which is why you, didn't, you shouldn't do the coulda, shoulda, woulda, because it's in the past. And if you are doing the woulda, coulda, shoulda, this is the message, the silence. Yes, you can recognize it was not well served, meaning it didn't do well to anyone involved, but... It did do well because something was meant to come forth from it that you did learn about thanks to you doing the quote-unquote wrong thing, okay? And that's where you got to see something about yourself through it. Through the action that you today say, I didn't want to take it, I could have took differently. You recognize you didn't take it and it was this and da-da-da-da-da. The other 10%, because of fear, because of unworthiness because of unsurety because of feeling like a failure and having experiences of failing 
had completely and have completely chosen silence as a means to protect themselves and another from themselves and from each other. And so in an effort to actually keep a um, relationship in a level of stability, meaning softness, a lot has not been spoken. A lot has been unspoken, and this is where that... 10% is also speaking up. So in all cases, everybody's speaking up. Isn't it great? Some are speaking up with fear. Some are speaking up with sorries and or let me explain or let me share my story or hey, I'd love to share a couple of things or more. Depends. Okay, but everyone's having communication. And for a 5D collective, we don't cancel each other. So it's not like, hey, I'm going to come in and out of your life. <laughs> no, it's, hey, uh, I'm coming in. Uh, I want to stick around and have some long-term conversations. If you are okay with that, and if you're not, will you at least hear me out? I'd love to at least hear. It, it all depends. You know, some people, they choose to just go all in and just go for it. I've written plenty of long letters. Oh, man. Oh, have I written long letters? That's what I was saying. We don't keep our mouth shut. I don't give a shit. Here, here's it all. What are you going to do with it? Because if you choose silence, that's a bone. You told me something. Yay, I got answers. Silence is a choice. So when somebody is silent in the presence of somebody who's expressing everything, it means that they're not able to tend to that expression okay and so on that note again spoken and speaking from the heart is what is coming forth and the movement is i can see clearly now the rain has gone i can see all obstacles in my way da -da -da -da. i've sang that song to y'all before and every year we have they're not obstacles they are opportunities to do dharma like with my lovely needing to walk which I don't really want to do, and I'm not really sure how I'm going to integrate that. 30 minutes. 30 minutes of my day, people. 30. That's a lot when you have a lot to do. So um, the part about us having 24 hours, let's talk about that. Poly secure people, this is why we really don't have more than a couple of romantic relationships, two or three tops, because the reality is if you're going to be creating secure attachment relationships, you're going to want to spend time with each other, be there for important events, uh, be there for each other's important events. Then there's the part, if there's more than one person, how are you going to do birthdays? How are you going to involve them all? And that is something that, again, emotionally mature people can handle always because there's not a fear I'm going to lose someone. There's an awareness I'm sharing someone. And there's an acceptance because that's how they do love language. And that's it. And so the clarity is physical safety, so no STDs, or I think there's a different way they call them. And that is common sense. I would think that it's an anomaly not to have the awareness of physical health in any type of relationship. I do know that for me growing up, it wasn't something that was talked about without there being shame. And I know that today, luckily, there's 5D educators and there are sex educators that are a lot more like grown-ups and informing and teaching, thank goodness. And so the young kids, I don't want to be that educator because honestly, I don't want to be educating teenagers about sex, but I'm happy to see what I saw and what I see because I'm like remembering when I was a teenager, yeah, we had none of that. And even our sex ed was horrible because 
it didn't go into a lot of other things. But I mean, I still had it, which was better than some of my friends didn't have any of it. So they actually had these stories about how you could get pregnant. And I'm like, what? No. Okay, this is how you get pregnant. I'm just sorry. I don't know where you got that one from. But um, long story short, for polysecure couples, it's very straightforward how to talk about time and all of these things because there's conversation. And monogamy, even more easy, right? And that's where you're going to create most likely a couple-centric life. So most likely, I shouldn't say that. Some people might live at a distance, but uh, I'm assuming you're going to share those special moments only together. That's why the monogamy. So you only care to share with one human being your life. And uh, that's where I, for me, it's silly because when I think about polyamory, it's not only romantic relationships. It's platonic ones. It's your family. It's your friends because you you get to define. And when I looked at the polyamory community, the forum, this is what they are, which is why it's not going to mean that they stay in polyamory. Some people, they are polyamorous because they're exploring, and that's a great thing for teenagers and young adults. Instead of doing, let's talk about cheating on each other. And so that's why I find it a lot more normal and what I mean is that they won't all move into polyamory as a way that they are because some just do it as a form of exploring until they find the one and that's why I wouldn't compare so in the poly secure book Jessica compares polyamory to monogamy stating somewhere along the lines that not stating but you can tell she prefers polyamory to monogamy and I feel that's not necessary to point out because there's not a better or worse that's the part of what you like and dislike is personal. If you want to be that spirituality process, the leader, the put your personality to the side, you present, here's my experience, here's my evaluation, here's what I learned, here's what I know, here's what I can offer you. And again, obviously any person who's an independent person will read that book and notice like I did, oh, you prefer this, Jessica, I love that one, but I don't think it is required in this book meaning you're leaning towards something and now you are having your reader lean towards something. But we all do it. I lean towards infinite higher human consciousness potential experiences. I lean towards unconditional love. I lean towards oneness consciousness. I, Maria, lean towards. You're not going to be exempt from what you share in the world and with your relationships. You're always there with your name. Spirituality process is you being a functional adult. And even though Sadhguru won't spell it out that way because he's a spirituality guru, every one of his fucking quotes, man, I love that man. They all lead me, Maria, the human lover, back to my lovely trauma experts. And there you go. It's always going to be, you can move into your prefrontal cortex. If you cannot physically, there are great mental health therapists out there that help people to understand why rigidity continues. And if sometimes medication is needed, it is not something to be ashamed of. It is also not something to say, you have to do it my way, otherwise, nah, 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 that's not needed. Here, the dysthymia. I think I've been depressed since the first grade. I don't know another way to be. Now, when you learn about structural dissociation and when you learn about dissociative identity disorder, you do learn about the nervous system alongside it. I mean, I am, and I do. And I'm presenting. When I think of the part of medication, I understand that 
there's a need of it and the medical community will have to prescribe something to support a person who's on a journey of healing. And Daniel Siegel presents that it's important for a person to begin a journey. You don't just go get the medication and you're done. And, and that a good therapist would say, okay, we're going to do a journey together because if that nervous system is recalibrated, here's where I'm, I, and I think Daniel Siegel or anybody who's knowing and learning about the mind and the embodied brain and how this can work to actually rewire you, it's because you unresolve your trauma. There's a whole bunch of things, but we're running out of time. So what I'm trying to say is a person might begin with medication. They may get off it, but it's only if you have a therapist that you go to or you at least continue personal development. The part about this is what people don't realize because the movies make it look normal to be in that adaptive child emotion response with anger, with sadness, with fear, with anxiety. And then the ones who are yelling about it, they're not knowing how to handle it like grown-ups. So right now, though, we have a bunch of lovely 5D educators again, and we get to mix it all up. In the meantime, as we close on out, I want to focus on your relationships because I know it's an important moment, the energies. So 9-9, 9-11, 9-12, 9-14. This week is going to be super valuable you are speaking up, whether it is speaking up after a whole bunch of silence, uh, you're speaking up, presenting what you can offer, what you want to offer, what you have to offer, what the aspects of challenges are, not challenges, what you're looking for support in, if there's the desire, if there's the acceptance, and da da da. For others, there's a series of the same, but also um, the past, revisiting it to bring forth peace, to bring forth a um, let me explain and let me say I'm sorry and let me, uh, you know, again, share what I have uncovered in, in whatever time it has been where you've uncovered what, what not. For those of us who are in the love button, we don't have any tower moments except for like the walking. I, I mean, I'm just using an example, but the walking thing for me and then the fact that I'm consistently with earthquakes right now in my house. And so this is where I'm like, seriously, <laughs> not 100% like, oh, how wonderful to go to sleep tonight. Um, and I laugh while thinking, fuck, okay, I'm serious. So this is my, what I know, my tower, quote unquote, moment is what I get to balance out and figure out and think through and bring ease to and, and all that. And at the end of the day, <clears throat> see, is there a way to compare any of this? No. Why would we compare any of this? When people compare their lives to other people, it is in a way of not realizing that that's unnecessary because you're not living the life of another person and they're not living your life. And, you know, in relationships, the grown-up ones, so thankfully, let's talk about the 5D because the tango. We don't compare. We, we, we're life partners means that we hold hands. And you know what? We don't say, I don't want to hold your hand because that's actually not nice and not loving means you don't want to have physical contact with me. What kind of life partners are we if we don't have any physical contact? So it doesn't mean you're romantic either. It doesn't mean you actually hold hands. What I'm saying is there's an active participation in the emotional realm because emotions are what drive us because the attachment system is what's online unless you live life with defense system. 
And so, again, I'm talking to 5D Collective, and love is you and your social engagement system, which means you have your mammalian heritage on, which means you want to be with people, which means you want to hold hands, which means you want to stay around forever, not temporarily, because you feel safe to be there, safe haven, secure base. And the people who say yes to your hand, they feel safe to be with you. And it's okay if you have whatever situation going on, because if you're taking ownership of the drinking or the drugs or the, the drugs, obviously they're still illegal. So they need to stop in some places until they become legal. And then you really want to think about the drugs though, because you're doing harm to your body. Alcohol, you want to moderate, you know, sex, you're going to have to moderate. Your body gets old and stuff like that. And again, the food, moderate, everything in moderation. Adults know moderation. Relationships are moderation. That's why 24 hours, you can only do so much in 24 hours. You're going to have to sleep for eight of it. You're going to have to eat for one or two and, and chillax and enjoy. I mean, the reality is in your 24 hours, you get a lot of love when you're doing your life and the tower moments. And so as I close out for my other 20%, you're going to have similar tower moments like the silly one that I described of mine. And does it feel silly to me, the person who experiences it? No, because I have the emotional body that is getting to be put into practice and this is why for the mental health people they talk about post-traumatic growth blah, blah 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 i don't talk about my emotions as traumatic because i don't feel breakage anywhere because i can spell them out and i can feel them through and and you know i did have spirituality growing up it's not said guru i had jesus and i had god and today i don't call it god but i still know jesus when I heard that story, the metaphysics lady, I don't like how she handled that one. And I don't like the metaphysics people right now. And I shouldn't say that, but I was like, what are you talking about? And then I'm like, wait a minute, there's all these different history books. So it's not, you know, a big deal. But at the end of the day, what Jesus stood for independently from all the stories uh, is something called unconditional love. Sadhguru stands for it too. And any actual wisdom will stand for us coming together. So the part that I was trying to make is I do come from a place of belief. That's why I'm a 5D mystic, because I did begin with Claire's in a way of, wow, this is awesome, and it still is awesome. But today I find it more awesome because I have physics and neuroscience to share with people. I also have the ability to say, yeah, we might not have free will. It's okay, though. Let's talk about it. And then how your oversoul is one energy and one big ball, and that, yes, there are special bonds, but that doesn't mean they're not human, so you don't know their story independently from who they are in your oversoul, they're going to still make choices and they're going to be presented their tower moments like all of us. And they don't have to be big. They don't have to be small. And they don't always mean anything's happening outside. Actually, a lot of tower moments are only happening within your own brain because you get to contemplate, again, those emotions and those thoughts. And then you physically take action. The actual physical is this. I would say that that's the easiest part because... It's easy to take one step forward, how you feel about it and what you're thinking about it. That's where if you are finally your own Zen master, it's amazing. You're stepping into, you've held your values, you've held your heart body. That's always there. When you have mastery over your physical, your energetic and your mental, this means you're a integrated brain and a restorative embodied self. It means you know how to differentiate and link. There's a me and a we. In your relationships, you're present. You don't make assumptions. You don't say, I walked in your shoes. No, you say, here's what I see from the shoes you walk in. 
here's what I feel about the shoes you walk in, or wow, those are your shoes, how wonderful, let me hear more about your shoes. That's how we handle. And so if somebody says, I have a drug addiction, I have a gambling addiction, I have a da 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 whatever it is, but I'm actually doing something about it, okay, your actions are going to show to me that you're doing something about it, and I'm going to be there to support you. But I'm also going to be there to say, hey, shit, what are you doing here? Uh-uh-uh, don't you go lying now. We're going to have to go get more therapy, I think, today. What's the deal? What's going on? Life that wants to live is going to allow a person that addresses somebody in a way of compassion, but also firmness to do, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Because they're not in a, I want to self-sabotage. So they're not in a, I'm pretending to want to get better. And I mean, this is the part, it's wanting to get better. Once you realize trauma memory is not a choice, nobody has childhood trauma by choosing it. And their nervous system is still a part of them. That means they're going to know they have time before their nervous system. And maybe they feel it's natural to be loving. As I said, that last 20%, I have, my heart goes to you. Because for me, it's natural to love. And love is our nature. For your body, it was not, it was fear to love. And your body is now getting used to, oh, wow, love is my nature. Oh, how cool. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I'm, I don't know. Am I going to make it? I don't know. I don't know. So you need the people that say, yep, yeah, love is our nature. And we're not worried about you fucking up. Of course not. And we'll make sure to let you know, hey, fuck up what you got going on here. And if you're serious, you're not really going to fuck up. So before we go, when people do choose their well-being, they don't isolate. I have a sad story. I've shared it more than once, and I'm not going to share it again. And all I'm going to say is I knew that story would teach me something. And all it taught me was that love cannot help anybody who does not love themselves and choose to take care of them, themselves. So your hands are tied behind your back when it comes to helping a person to love themselves because it's their body that reminds them if they're lovable or not. And if they have shame leading the way, guess what that's going to do? So it's not actually funny at all when people that we know of our oversoul are not living a good life. And that's why 4D readers, when they talk about people in a certain way, they really don't know what they're talking about. Because the people that are living on a thread, we don't like to hear about that. Because we won't perceive them anymore because they're not expanding their consciousness. But we will know who they are because we do have conversations. We build secure connections. So we know who those people are that are not happy. We also know the ones who are going against their own life right now, meaning they're making choices that they don't want to make and... There are two, though, choosing. When people consciously choose to settle into whatever it is, um, the middle ground, that's the time that we don't perceive them. They don't end because they're karmics. We don't pick up the 5D mystic love button because they're not expanding anymore. And we only pick up on people who want to keep expanding their consciousness. So the people who become more and more aware of themselves. We also pick up on the ones who are stubborn, but they're still stubborn, which is a quote-unquote good sign. means there might be room for them to grow next year. So this is the part. We are never happy, we meaning a channeler, a mystic in 5D, to feel human suffering, especially when we know the people, because again, we do get the frag, fra fragrance 
and that's not it's not nice at all when you feel your loved ones are suffering and you can't do anything about it and then you also don't really know what's going on and so you can't do anything about it and even if you do try to do something about it you can't have them love themselves so again it's one of those I definitely personally do not wish it upon others because I've seen them become assholes with people versus become loving and kinder and that's my 4D collective but hopefully they move into 5D at some point and that's with their leaders leading them in the meantime for my lovely group relationships treat each other with kindness you've not walked in anybody's shoes be nice speak up speak with love be genuine don't worry you know you got to rip off that band-aid and uh, no perfection it's always going to be imperfect so We're not going to ever make everybody happy, but as long as your intent is to try and do something that is a positive, you can say, I tried and uh, learn from it. So I look forward to hearing from you about your lovely mindful relationships. Have a wonderful day.